<laughs> Thanks. You wear it a lot. Well, I think this hoodie also looks good with the red, too. Yeah. I think it's a nice combo. Yeah, good color mixing. Now, we've sort of petered out in the pre-show here. Welcome to <laughs> Dunstan Checks Men, the only podcast uh, recapping every minute. The only podcast. <laughs> it's the only podcast. <laughs> we recap every minute of the 1996-8 film, Dunstan Checks In, and we pair each minute with another feature film. I'm Lord Andrew Rutledge. I'm Emily Monkeytown. And we have a special guest today who uh, uh, we did not ask him if he wanted a special Dunstan Checks In name. Uh, yeah, we, we always forget to do that. Well, so, because it's sorry, not as fun as the Mario name. Sure. That one is much more iconic. Yeah. Because uh, for a Dunstan name, you can kind of just do whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. It's sort of, it's uh, and depending on your knowledge freeform. of the film will really depend on how creative you can get with a name. Okay. So well, how would you like to be known on this show? I Well, my name is Justin Kizon. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, Lord Andrew Rutledge. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> do you think... Yes, Ms. Monkey Town. Thank you. And no offense to you, Justin. It's fine. Not do you taken. do you think we will ever have a guest on the show who does have a working knowledge of the film Dunstan Checks In? Uh, I do you think such a person exists within the circle of people we could get on this show? I feel like we could get someone on the show who worked on the movie. <laughs> That's crazy. It's <laughs> not that crazy. Who? Samson? Yeah, we can get Samson. <laughs> no, I don't know. We could we could get I don't know. We could find someone. Let's we try to get out. one of the kids. Let's try to get Brian or Kyle. I feel like Brian would be easier. Because <laughs> isn't Kyle still working? Kyle, okay, he's a kid. I don't know. I th- He was in other movies at the time. We've never talked about this, but he was also in, like, The Santa Claus. That's true, yeah. He was the yeah. kid from The Santa Claus. I, I thought he was still, like, mostly working. Let's try to get Tim Allen on this show. Yes, we'll get he's, Tim. He's, like, a good guy, right? I haven't kept up with him Definitely since Definitely no Santa bad Claus. politics there. Like, Absolutely <laughs> nothing is wrong with Tim Allen. He's a piece of shit. Let's, yeah. let's, yes, let's, let's, uh, let's state him. it unequivocally for the record. I this hate is, him, and show, I hate The Last Man Standing. This show is anti-Tim. We're coming out. This show is anti-Tim Allen. And yet we're somehow pro-Toy Story. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Listen, he's associated with it. <laughs> well, okay, what if, what, if, what about this? I'm going to pitch something to you. Okay. Toy Story 4. It's coming. Yeah. We yeah. know it's coming. Yeah. yeah. They announce. Pixar says, you know what? Fuck it. We're done. No more Tim Allen. Whoa. We're bringing back from the cartoon. Patrick Warburton is the new Buzz Lightyear. Oh, yeah, because he was in the Buzz Lightyear Star Command. Yeah, thing, right? the cartoon the, show the that, one I, that, was, that I loved, frankly. Yeah, that was a great show. <laughs> was a one of my favorite show. characters, XR. Sure, XR ruled. He was, the, <laughs> he was like a robot. Yeah, he was like an edgy robot. Loved him. Yeah. <laughs> loved him. And what was the princess's name? Princess I couldn't tell Miramar? Mira something? I couldn't tell you. But you got the three little aliens. They were they were there. They were there, yeah. The that little, was, green, that little was greensies. The, the premise of that cartoon was was that the Buzz Lightyear stuff was real because he wasn't a toy in the show. Well, the premise of the cartoon was that this was the cartoon that the toy was based on. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, kind of in the style of what they revealed with Woody in Toy Story 2. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Okay. Correct. It was yes. a fun, that was a fun show. I you, liked Neither it. of you answer my question. How would you feel if they announced Oh, that? the answer is yeah. I'm good with it. Oh, okay. yeah. I would love that because okay. I was trying to think because um, uh, Tom Hanks has a brother who does the Woody voice for the video games. Okay. And I was thinking, does Tim Allen have a brother who could do his voice? <laughs> Jim Allen? Yeah, Jim Allen. Maybe we should not associate with any Allens. Just get Patrick O'Brien. I think he deserves bigger breaks than he ever gets. Do you remember the movie Joe Somebody? <laughs> I remember Ooh. that it exists. Ooh. Was Patrick Warburton in there? Yeah. That's was, he the, was he the person he had to fight? Correct. Did so, I, Justin, I'm so glad. My hero on this podcast. I, when, I, when I called out the name Joe somebody, I fully did not expect either of you to know what the fuck I was talking about. But Justin, you are exactly correct. It's so sad because I remember so few Tim Allen movies and I didn't even see that one. I but saw I, that one in a special preview engagement. You know how sometimes a movie will, a theater will show a movie like a week before it comes out officially? Yeah. yeah. I saw Joe Somebody in that circumstance. Mm-hmm. This is a movie where Patrick Warburton is Tim Allen's boss who like pushes him around and somehow to earn his daughter's love, I think his daughter's Hayden Panettiere as well, wow. um, Tim yeah. Allen must fight his boss physically in a boxing match. Mm-hmm. And I always, I thought it was unique because... It's Buzz Lightyear versus Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> oh, okay. That's, that, was, that was my interest in the film. Okay. There's also a scene where Tim Allen sings Larger Than Life, the Backstreet Boys song at karaoke, and it's like a triumphant moment. Wow. That's a lot to take in. I'm trying, <laughs> I, I'm trying to imagine that Coming scene. Coming 2020, the Joe Somebody minute. <laughs> <laughs> Try to imagine that scene, and I also don't want to try to imagine that scene. Yeah, but, that's for the best. Yeah. 
Ooh, mm, I, don't, I don't like it. Now, <laughs> should we talk about Dunstan checks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the the it, I mean, it's no secret to anybody it's listening. No secret. Okay, that <laughs> um, this I have chosen to pair this minute do, with do, 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 do. Mighty Morphin Power Rangers colon the movie uh, from nineteen ninety five. Yeah. Uh, but we will talk about that when it comes up in the minute. Yeah, a, a, a true hallmark of movies that we celebrate on our podcast is when they're just on YouTube and no one has bothered to take them down. <laughs> I that's didn't know it was there. That's something that the Mighty Marvel Power Rangers shares with Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> the great legacy of those films. Share with something. We watched another one like that too. Punks was on YouTube. Oh, but, but Punks, Punks was, was owned legally by... sanctioned on YouTube. These yes. movies just no one has bothered to take them down. <laughs> what studio released Mario again? Uh, it was Hollywood Pictures, oh, so Pictures. Disney through you know okay. through their their C tier <laughs> subsidiary, <laughs> which now doesn't exist anymore. Right, that's yeah. why there's like hasn't this, existed since then. Yeah, that's why there's no fighting for that to get down. And it's also like I feel like Fox is like, oh, is that still yeah, whatever. Yeah, Lee <laughs> <laughs> Powers is on there. It's fine. Yeah, <laughs> I also feel like with with the Mario Brothers movie, I think there might be. I think Disney might be sort of aware of the Streisand effect, and they just don't want to. They I, don't want to have it removed from YouTube because that will call attention to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, so this minute starts with Mrs. Dubrow saying the word inconvenient. Dubrow. I Excuse want me. to do that every single time we say her name. And most times I resist. What are you trying to say? Dubrow. Oh my God. <laughs> I don't even know. Uh, but we should ask at this moment, Justin, yes. what is your familiarity oh, yeah. with Dunstan Checks In? Um, Unlike... Mario Brothers, which I, you know, as a kid, I did see it. I saw mm-hmm. it plenty of times. You um, had a relationship with I, that film. I had a very, very intimate relationship with the Mario Bros. movie. Yeah. Um, uh, Dunstan checks in. I have zero, zero connection to this Have movie. you ever seen the film? Never saw it. Never I saw, saw trailers. It. Sure. I remember seeing commercials. Mm-hmm. And I remember, when the movie came out? What year? 96. 96. 96. I was in... 12 that year Mm. and that's just old enough to think this isn't for me yeah yeah that's fair and so (laughs) i remember watching the trailer and i'm like eh pass took a pass on dunstan that's fair hard pass Mm -hmm. um and in the years since you've never seen it i take it never bothered you never you know circa around around 2006 the 10 year anniversary you you just think to yourself you know what i got a hangering for you know what maybe deserves a shot that I that I let the moment pass to all those ten years ago? Dunstan checks in. I'll tell you the only time Dunstan checks in ever goes into my brain. Sure. Is once in a while I'll see Jason Alexander or something. Uh-huh. And then my brain for some reason will do a Rolodex <sighs> flip in my brain of everything I've ever seen him in. You're just and thinking then, of Seinfeld. You're just thinking of a nickelback music exactly, video. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you're, yeah. You're, yeah, exactly. North with Elijah Wood. And then I also, can't believe I haven't brought up I I Justin I brought up North before me uh, in total on this show. That That's is shocking. <laughs> yeah. And then I heard a North reference on another podcast recently. People are talking about North. It's going around. North is getting buzzed in twenty nineteen. I ironically love North. I know you do. <laughs> um, but You're then, gonna make me watch North for this podcast, aren't you? Mm. Oh, <laughs> there's a, there has to be a connection. <laughs> yeah, well, we were talking about whether or not Jason Alexander ever played a good dad in last episode as well. Does Bruce and Willis play a not giant a, imaginary bunny in North? Not imaginary, but kind of. <laughs> oh. uh, he's magical okay. for sure. Something like that. Uh, yeah. He is. I would say Jason Alexander is not a good dad in North. That's why North <laughs> wants new parents. Yeah. I mean that's right. already a connection right there. Like I feel like you could you could really spring the North trap on me at any time. Except oh. North is also hard to find. And not for a couple internet slews like I'm us. Sure it used to be not hard, to, not easy to find. Okay, I'm sorry, go, go on. Cutting you you off, know, the last, all I'll just say is that like Dunson checks in will come in in the brain as right. He was in that. Yeah. And that's about it. You don't think it wouldn't? What about when you think of Pee Wee Herman? Uh, I just found out while looking to Wikipedia. I'm like, oh, he's in this. What about when? You- <laughs> Um, what about when you think of Faye Dunaway? Literally just found out right now, watching the minute. <laughs> what about when you think of Samson the ape, Samson the orangutan? For a second, I went, "Was this the was this the, the rating that was in like that baseball movie with Matt LeBlanc?" No, and- no, no, that is an actor in a monkey suit. I'm mistaken. Wait, what? <laughs> Is you, an actor in a monkey suit in the Matt LeBlanc film? Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. I've never it, actually seen the Matt LeBlanc film. I think it was film. called 
Ed. Yeah, and I'm all my '90s. Oh my I, '90s skeleton the closet movie knowledge is coming out. I will say there there are we some later. Ed, huh? There are definitely some later scenes of this film. We're we're not even to those minutes yet. Where it is either someone in a monkey suit or just a monkey hand being manipulated oh, yeah. in a glove style. Love a, love a monkey hand. Yeah, where it's just it is someone's hand, you know in a wearing a monkey glove. Yeah. So uh, uh, there's definitely some of those later in this in this film. That is the movie. That's a picture of Ed. That's a picture. Of Ed from the movie Wait, Ed. Wait, was Ed LeBlanc or was Ed the ape? Oh, no, who? Ed's the ape. LeBlanc is like his caretaker who's also on the team. Is Joe DiMaggio or something? <laughs> People, you, do you alternate know, history. You want to know Matt LeBlanc's character's name in Ed? Please. Because oh. it's, a, it's a real baseball player in a movie name. D- does it have like a double nickname? Uh, <laughs> interesting you say that. Oh! Yes and no. Okay, go on. His name is Jack. Deuce Cooper. So it's not two nicknames, but, but his nickname is a, a Deuce, like another word for devil. That's good. I wonder if that was his team number or whatever. He was the two, so he was Perhaps. Deuce. Perhaps. That's really... Wow. Nope, he was number 19. Okay, well... Was on the cover. Well, well thanks, then, then it's definitely something in the film where he had to take a shit during a game. Oh, That's no. That's definitely going to be the nickname story for him. <laughs> where Where is he? Where is he at? Oh, he's in the John... Old deuce. Okay. I'm not going to participate in this bit. <laughs> you love these kind of bits. I'm shutting I down. I brought this bit just for you. I'm shutting down the bit. I knew that you'd love this bit. I'm sorry. I, uh, You're starving the bit. I'm from the bit office, and uh, we just don't have funding for this bit. Um, <laughs> I, thought we, I thought we checked the budget. No. I thought you wanted more bits. We still haven't talked about this fucking minute. Well, Mrs. Dubrow says inconvenient. Yes. Um, so she's. This is basically a conclusion of a scene. Yeah. Uh, uh, where uh, Mrs. Dubrow is explaining that they're going to award a sixth star to uh, one hotel that can go above and beyond. And so she wants Mr. Grant, Jason Alexander's character, mm-hmm. to be uh, the best he can be and to be all hands on deck. And he can't go anywhere. And he's he promised his kids they'd go on a vacation the next week. And so he's fighting. He's struggling with that. You know, I, I got to please my boss. I got to please my kids. His kid is hiding underneath the desk. It's a whole thing. So here we are at the conclusion of that. Mrs. Dubrow crosses over, sits on the top of the desk. So now she's sitting right on top of where uh, Kyle is underneath, Mr. Grant's kid. Uh, mm. And she says, when we get the six star... You are in for a big bonus and can take them someplace fabulous. And then she kind of says under her breath, eventually. Did you catch that, Emily? I did not. Yeah, I believe she's she kind of she says you can take them, you know, someplace fabulous. And she goes, eventually, like yeah. as if it's as if it'll never come. It'll never come. Yeah. Um, and at this point, we get a shot of Kyle kind of leering up at Mrs. Dubrow. This is his enemy. Yes. He wants to take her out. Yeah. He almost jumped out of the desk before just to yell. No, we're going on that vacation. My dad yeah. promised me. Also, there's a seeming, it seems to suggest to me that uh, this is his way of calling bullshit on her, too. Like, he's looking up not just in anger at his enemy, but in disbelief because he knows that vacation's never coming. Yeah. He's not a fucking sucker like his old man. Well, and then to, to she adds a threat on, on the end of it. Yeah. She says, and if you don't get that six star, then time off won't be a problem, implying that he would be fired. Yes. And it would be no problem for him to go anywhere he wants because he would have no job Correct. and not be able to pay for a vacation. Yeah. So he's in a real tight spot. It's really bad. Much like... Here it is. Here it is. The pull. <laughs> the pull is coming. I know that right now Emily is searching her brain for the character name of George Clooney from Oh Brother Where Art Thou? Or perhaps one of the other characters. I, I can't remember. I think there was at least three of them in that scene where they were in a tight spot. And they said he would say, damn, we're in a tight spot. And uh, it's really not coming. And I, I want to say that it is something. It can't be Homer, right? It can't be that's Homer, right? Those. Yeah. I, I want to say it's Homer, but I don't know. Uh, I'm going to throw a Hail Mary and say, much like Odell... One of them was called Odell. I think I, Tim Blake Nelson was Odell. That's close. I think that's much like Odell. They're in a tight. He's in a tight spot. I had fuck. I'm gonna have to, like take my jacket off because that because of the work I put in to not even get there. Do you, 
Do you want another name? Yeah, please. Ulysses Everett McGill. Ulysses! Of course. What was Tim Blake Nelson's character? Oh, Tim Blake Nelson played Delmar. Delmar! Delmar! That was we, You were close on, on both. We were all around. Yeah, and well, who was John Turturro? Pete. Pete. Of course. So that makes sense. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry. I let I let everyone down. So what I, I what still I, haven't even seen Buster Scruggs. Same. Same. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Let's all watch Buster Scruggs yes. after we're done recording. <laughs> all right, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> uh, no. So I do want to say at this point, while Mrs. Dubrow is sitting on the desk, you get a very clear view of what is behind Mr. Grant's desk. Yeah. And you can see very clearly a framed hand drawing. Of the Red Ranger. Before we go into the Power Rangers movie, I have a point to make. Go ahead. I had to get I had to get in there before movie talk started. <laughs> in the past, when we couldn't quite get as clear a look at this frame, I wondered if it was definitively the Red Power Ranger or if it was perhaps another red masked character, uh-huh. Spider-Man. Mm. And while it's very obviously a Power Ranger in this, we do see, I don't know if you caught this. I did catch it. Behind the framed portrait of the Power Ranger, there is a Spider-Man action figure. Yeah. That's wild. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's crazy. Also, like, I get framing your kid's picture. Just having a straight-up action figure on his desk, again, seems like something that Mrs. Dubrow would frown upon. Do you think, like, Kyle left it there by accident? Perhaps. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Maybe Spider-Man was fighting the picture of the Red Ranger. That's yeah. kid logic. I'd buy that. Yeah. 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 Uh, so- or maybe, like, it's in the far future. Maybe it's Spider-Man 2099, first of all. There you go. Second of all, at this point in the future, the Red Ranger has a, uh, uh, has taken on a sort of Zordon role. Oh! <laughs> so that's what that's why it's like a picture of a head. I like that. Yeah. I like that a lot. <laughs> uh, so yes, this is why I've chosen Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, the movie. Nice. To pair with this minute. Uh, also because I believe within my context and logic of the film, this is... Kyle would have seen this film and loved it. That's where he's getting his images from. Sure, sure. That's where he's getting this Red Ranger. He's from. a child of the '90s. He absolutely watched Power. Yeah, the Rangers. movie came out the summer before this. If we're assuming that this movie is set when it came out, this movie came out in '96. Well, the, yeah, the, this the, is two years the, after Power Rangers came out. So henceforth, yes, the movie was '95. Power Rangers was '95, but, but Power the Rangers show. the show came oh, out in '94. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So boom. Um, so you would have been a big fan. Yeah. <laughs> the, this is why we have you here, Justin. For the, to bring the Power Rangers knowledge. Here, I won't point something out. So, I, <laughs> I won't point something out. Um, when Andrew asked, hey, do you want to do an, uh, an episode of Dunstan Checks? Man, I went, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> There's a specific reason why. I'm like, yeah. okay. And then he tells me the movie pairing. I'm like, huh. And I go, I was going to ask, what? you know what? Don't tell me why. <laughs> I actually want to wait till I see the minute to figure out why you paired this movie to that minute. Because I've I've been aware that every other movie you've 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 both covered, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. That makes sense. But generous. Like, That's what? generous. Like, more or less. <laughs> like like Bellboy example, you know. Like but like Power sure. Rangers. That was weird. Okay. So I found out while watching this minute a bunch of things. <laughs> <laughs> One, Faye Dunaway's in the movie. <laughs> Two, oh, Jason Alexander is his dad. Yeah. Three. <laughs> Three. And this is the first thing I caught. It was seeing the shot of the picture frame behind Alexander, and I go, that's why. Yeah. Okay. Got it. <laughs> and, um,. Emily, as you pointed out, of course, uh, in a previous minute, we did see this framed yes. drawing. This is the clearest look we get out of this. In this is the minute. clearest look I that agree. we get. Yes. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about this movie. Yeah. Uh, I watched this movie a bunch as a kid. Yep. And I was afraid to watch it again because I was afraid of what would come flooding back to me. You <laughs> know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I was super deep into Power Rangers as a kid, mm-hmm. and then it just dropped off so hard. To the point where I, I remember even a period where I went through where I just hated them. And just even like the thought of them, I was like, these are dumb. This is stupid. Uh-huh. And it's not that I've come back around, but it's definitely like I I don't hate them. I'm just like, <clears throat> oh, yeah, I really loved them as a kid. And then I completely dropped off of them. Yeah. I have yeah. no idea what happened there. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was like, I don't remember. I can't think of anything about this movie except for certain very small things. Yeah. And I was like, what is watching it going to do to my brain? (laughs) That's always always a worry when you watch something that you have a weird bit of nostalgia attached to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I I think, Emily, you went through that with punks. 
Sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Where that there were just, phrases in that film where you went, just, I say I, those I, phrases. Like, I, I could feel myself like falling into a chair in my childhood house because I was like there all of a sudden. That's how viscerally brought to the past I was. Yeah. Uh, so what's, what's y'all's association with the film? I feel like I should be less. Okay. <laughs> um, I would say mine's very similar to yours. I was very into Power Rangers, the show as a kid. Although I never watched the movie as a kid. Oh. Um, I, I, I think it was, I, I was... I don't know. I was at an age young enough where my parents could get away with just not taking me to the movies. <laughs> Cause I, um, so I, I, I had never seen the movie and I, I went through a similar drop off phase that you did. I remember at one point distinctly being like, I'm too old for Power Rangers now and really like distancing myself from Power Ranger Cause I was like trying to be cool. That's mm-hmm. fair. I'm a, I want to point that out. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but now I do. I think I have a sort of pleasantly warm nostalgia for them. I remember really enjoying the show. I was pretty psyched to watch the movie because, like I said, I'd never seen it before. So this was this was a, this was an exciting opportunity for me. Justin, here we go. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I was obsessed with the show when it came out. Like mm-hmm. many, like everyone here brought out. Yeah. Um, my aunt took me to see the film in theaters. Mm-hmm. I remember being really stoked about that. And yeah, I went gaga crazy for it i you know i was able to i think i got it as a on vhs for christmas that year i probably destroyed that tape i don't know i watched it a lot and it was one of those things where like i want now okay i here's where i have to be on brand (laughs) (laughs) on brand for me is talking about the home origin of power rangers yeah because i can't not talk about that if we're bringing up power rangers yeah So, here's a little mini lesson, and, this is probably, <laughs> and I'll be as fast and like on point as possible. Uh, Power Rangers is derived from a Japanese show in Japan, and it's a franchise called Sentai. Sentai is basically Power Rangers in the fact that it's a group of three to five, mostly five, teams led by a red due to vari- with, with various different themes and ideas, etc., and they always find an evil organization or an evil alien race or an evil blah, 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 blah. Uh, sometimes they have a giant robot, but that only happened after the third show in Japan. <laughs> um, and yes, at some point, someone in America, his name Time Saban, saw these Japanese shows, went, that's going to work in America. He found a way to bring it over here. He was right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it did work in America. And it became a huge sensation in America. Um Sentai initially was created by a uh, creator by the name of uh, Shotaro Ishinomori, who created several famous uh, cop manga and so superhero shows. So he created Cyborg 009. He created oh. Kamen Rider. Huh. Uh, he also created Sentai. He created the very first Sentai show in the 1970s called Go Ranger. And mm. he created the second one, which bombed. <laughs> Go Ranger was a sensation. It blew up. It was 80 episodes. And it was the biggest thing in Japan. Kids loved it. Um, and it started, it established the red was light, red was leader, there was a blue, different colors, and pink always, almost always, is in the team with a heart-shaped helmet. Hmm. So he established the concept of the show, etc. cetera. Uh, so <laughs> um, my thing is that I like Power Rangers, but also when I was growing up, I somehow had weird access to Japanese superhero shows. I don't know how. Maybe it's my one trip to the Philippines when I was a kid uh, that I got some access to that. I had mm. some relatives who had toys that just gave it to me because I was a kid. Um, and I was always fascinated with the live action Japanese superhero shows. So when Power Rangers came on, I recognized it as kind of one of them. Mm. So I freaked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was a child. So I don't know like how like i don't know what and how but oh cool i'm finally gonna get one of these shows even though i also didn't quite understand that it was a japanese show that was cutting out the japanese actors to replace it with american actors Mm. so that's power rangers yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) what what's interesting to note though about this film specifically is that they they do none of that cutting it's all filmed it's all filmed yeah this is the first instance of power rangers using all original footage correct Mm. Which, Which I, I I had the thought I was wondering I was like oh I wonder if like the like fights and stuff in this are gonna be worse <laughs> because yeah. it's like all the American production and none of the stuff that like the whole show was built on. Mm-hmm. I thought the fights were pretty good. Yeah, they were exciting. Yeah, like, I, I don't agree. know. I was I was like thrilled every time there was like a, I, a fight. Uh, I tweeted this, but for those who don't follow me on Twitter, there was a moment where um, <laughs> the Power Rangers dropped a dumpster on some bad guys. Yes, 
and at that my roommates were watching football at the same time and i don't know what but a big football thing happened at the exact moment that the dumpster got jumped on the bad guys so like the dumpster hits the bad guys and then i just hear all my roommates go <laughs> it really it was awesome it felt like i was in a theater <laughs> you're like you watch pirates too <laughs> Um, uh, yeah. Go ahead. So this film, uh, it's, I mean, it's 90s as fuck. Yeah. Like, yeah the is. movie starts with the team uh, skydiving for charity. I have a question this first scene. Please, 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 please. What is, what is the Power Rangers place in society? <laughs> Fantastic question. Do the people watching this skydiving event mm-hmm. know that these are the Power Rangers? No. No. So these are just, what, four, five teens? Six very nice, accomplished teenagers. Don't they work at a community center or something? Are they some of them? Are okay. they like famous as teens? Why are they doing why are they doing They're charity sky driving? Very talented, athletic. And nice. But and attractive, <laughs> smart teens. <laughs> Who happen to also like have this thing because it's not just that they say, Oh, this is, you know, Kimberly, it's just this is the pink skydiver Kimberly. <laughs> this is the blue skydiver. Like they say their colors with their names as they're skydiving. I also want to point out how does this help charity? <laughs> are people yeah, are people giving money and like if you do the jump they give that much money? Or if you land on the yeah, target they give they pledge if you how depending on how or maybe well you're landing. Or bought tickets is. to come to this event because to watch a, them skydive. There is a target scenario. Yeah. yeah they yeah. have to nail the target. That's and true. I, the six of them land on the target and so they're like, "Oh, you broke a record." They don't say oh, that, yeah. do they though? They don't say that. Well, do they, they say know? something like that. No, they say they did it. Oh, no. <laughs> they landed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the scene is fucking wild. Oh, and then and then Bulk and Skull are there. Oh, Bulk and Skull are Bulk there. Bulk and Skull are there. <laughs> yes. yes, they are. I also like that each of them has like a a what word catchphrase they say as they oh. jump off the plane. Mm-hmm. I only wrote down the first one because the first one was my favorite and best one. When the yellow ranger jumps off, she goes styling and jumps off the plane, and it fucking kicks ass. It's so good. Yeah. I. I want to point something out again. Um, it's the scene leads into then after a hey good job kids did we do it yeah you raised the money somehow good job then immediately proceeds into them doing a roller blade stunt yeah. ride. Yeah, I don't. I, that timeline it was like time phased out for a second there. I, I it was really <laughs> confusing because it seemed like Bulk and Skull landed. In the roller area by accident. In the construction zone roller area. But then yeah. also it seemed like that our heroes like beat them there somehow. Yes. Well, but they don't get there until after they go to Zordon and Zordon says, hey, you got to get there. Yeah, that's why it's confusing. Yeah. The 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 other confusing thing, and, and uh, I don't know how much either of you all read about this, that there was a lot cut out yes. of the movie. Mm-hmm. So Bulk and Skull were supposed to meet up with Ivan Ooze and mm. become like servants of Ivan Ooze. That makes sense. And then they get brainwashed and then they t- come back around and help yeah. the day. Right. And then uh, there was like whole bits cut out when they go to the other planet. Uh, but that was because Mishka Hargitay was supposed to be the woman <laughs> on that planet, and she got recast with the original actress. It was there's the 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 storyline here is absolutely insane. Yeah, and uh, like some stuff with Ivan Ooze was cut. Yeah, and um, did 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 you see who played Ivan Ooze? No. Oh, it was, well, I don't remember the actor's name. Oh, I. But did. I remember the role that you know him from. I'm please as yeah. as Emily's former co-host of Ben View on Spielberg. Yep. Paul Freeman. What? <laughs> yes. I, the complete, thank, the, look, thank you for giving me that. Yeah, there's the complete <laughs> shutdown. The complete. Thank you for giving me that moment where I was like, wait, Emily doesn't know? Please, we did a Spielberg show together. I have to be the one to tell her. So Paul Freeman played Belloc. Yes. Uh, and the the crazy thing is, so when I when, when <laughs> Ivan wait, just, wait yeah, yeah. let her compose for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> When Ivan Ooze showed up in this movie, I remembered him, obviously, from childhood. But in, this time around, I saw him and I went, well, that's got to be some British comedian, right? That's got to be some... That's, that's got to be some that's known That's what it felt comic. like. And no, it was fucking Belloc. Fucking... Who was fucking... funny. Like, really, really funny. Apparently, he, like, ad-libbed the Brady Bunch reunion line. Yep, that that's, sounds right. That's just insane. <laughs> I, I want to bring up something interesting about what's where Power Rangers is currently at. 
oh, in terms in of 2019 in, in, two, oh, like, in, in, in 1995 95, okay. okay so like I said it's a show that started with just one show and then they chopped it out now in order to keep the show going they had to keep adapting and using footage from other Sentai shows but they were afraid to switch over to that new show's costumes so by the point where we're currently at <laughs> this Power Ranger iteration is a combination of technically three different Sentai shows mm. Uh, first is Kyoru Sentai Jureja, which is where the traditional Red Ranger dinosaur theme came from. Tommy's mode, the White Ranger, comes from the season after that called Gosei Sentai Dai Ranger. Then the robots that show up in this movie do not belong to either of those shows. The robot <laughs> that the Megazord that's in this movie belongs to the season after the Dai Ranger season called Ninja Sentai Kaku Ranger. Wow. That is three separate Sentai shows. It's a rich tapestry they're weaving. <laughs> <laughs> that is, like, remixed yeah. in this movie. <laughs> wow. Wow. Uh, do we want to talk about the computer graphic-lookingness of this movie? Because it wasn't good. <laughs> no. Sometimes something happens in this movie, and you're like, hang on. <laughs> Everything's, what world are we in? It's very shiny. Very shiny, and also sometimes they'll, like, squish someone's head, and it's kind of like a, you know, it doesn't, you know? Yeah. <laughs> okay. No, I, no, no. They squish a head and it doesn't have bones in it. Oh, right. sure. Yeah. Like heads are balloons in this movie. Sure. <laughs> We're talking about the Ivanoo's henchman yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. That was, that was weird. Also, what? hey, what's up with ooze? Let's talk yeah, about ooze let, for ooze a second. Ooze in the 90s. <laughs> Let's talk about ooze in the 90s. Specifically the word ooze. Because sure. it's just one thing to have everyone have some kind of variant on ooze or slime or gack or what have you. But a lot of people were specifically calling it ooze. Yeah. We got the secret of the ooze, of course. The other famous ooze instance. It's I, 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 I mean, I'm I, thinking I, about the the fungus it has a oh, bit of you a know, slime. I love quality. that fungus. The um, <laughs> there, what year did um, did the second Ghostbuster come out? Was that late '80s still? Late '80s. It would have okay. been because the first was '84. I yeah. thought it was early '90s, perhaps that many years. Ago. I'm gonna say actually, you know what? Because I know because Ghostbusters two opens with five years later, and I think they did that because it was it came out five years after the first one, which replaced it in 1989. Okay, yeah. so that's really close because that also had the um, what do they call that? What's I mean, ghost ooze? Ectoplasm. 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 Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Just gooey stuff. Sure. It's like gooey stuff. Have you seen the slime phase? I mean, like making your own slime phase that's still well, going on now? Yeah. When, how it goes. Slime's yeah. big. Slime's big. Slime, when slime, been slime never left. <laughs> <laughs> when Ivan Ooze was giving away his free ooze, I thought this would play right now to kids. Like yeah. kids would get this well, right now. There's also a very 40, 40, funny <laughs> moment where the, the dad, was that, was that like a character from the show? No. It was just, no, because no. felt, I felt very strange about what, who was this person and why I, am I supposed I, to care. I, I could only person? presume they were they were maybe doing a thing where it was like, oh, like you're a kid and you could be a Power Ranger, like you watching the film. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's what they were doing. The kid and the dad did not exist in the show, and yeah. probably didn't after either. Oh no, <laughs> this movie is out of continuity of the show. Oh my god, interesting. <laughs> um, but anyway, when the dad goes in his house and he sees the ooze. He just like, he sees this thing that just this mysterious thing that showed up on his counter with like a a made label on it that says yeah. ooze. Yeah. And he goes, huh? And then immediately shoves his whole hand in there. <laughs> Which I always was fascinated with like who even who even if you're fascinated, one finger. Yeah, one finger. Not just but he just goes for well, it. Even, like, yeah, even like Rita fucking... Repulsa only does one finger when she, <laughs> when the egg when the hinges on the egg open up. <laughs> that was bizarre when that egg opened, right? Yeah. It yeah. was hinged. I, I also, Visibly hinged. I, I want to bring up the fact that because the movie's out of continuity from the show, that meant the following season after the movie came out, they reestablished everything in a five-part episode in the show. <laughs> but they strangely kept the Tengu Warriors they from to, the movie. They yeah. brought them in the show. They had to change the name slightly due to rights or something. Correct. But yes. it was like Tango Warriors. Yeah. Interesting. But they yeah. kept the suits as like basically like Fox spent money on these crow looking creatures you may use it in your on your saturday morning show <laughs> mm. what a wild time yeah yeah uh i think ivan Ooze is iconic sure as a villain <laughs> uh and there was something the one the one thing that like i said at the be beginning of this talk that i was afraid it would trigger in my child brain it would come back it was the vision of it's when Zordon is dying and he's like in his there's that giant like blanket on him. Yeah. And he's just the head in the blanket. And I was like, 
I, that visceral memory came to me. <laughs> and I was like, Zordon's dying. Uh, and he's like, in his blanket. And I'm like, ugh. Yeah. yeah. Poor that Zordon. Was, that really hit me hard. Uh, what a weird what a weird movie. Yeah. I, really... I looked up um, a review from uh, Roger Ebert. Oh, sure. Oh, go he, give it. He gave it half a star. Yeah, I figured. Uh, he was mad that it was like a toy commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then he was also mad uh, because um, the the actress who plays the Pink Ranger, Kimberly, mm-hmm. or not Kimberly. Amy Jo Johnson. Amy Jo Johnson. Yeah. Um, she apparently said in an interview, a promo interview, that uh, this movie is so great, it's like a combination of Star Wars and The Wizard of Oz. And he had to, <laughs> even had to throw that into his review oh, man. And, and say, has she even seen Wizard of Oz? <laughs> and you know what? I can see it. I can see I that. See it. I well, can I'll say, see it. I I also thought of a flavor combo when I was watching this movie. Mm-hmm. Just in terms of the aesthetics, mm-hmm. the aesthetics to me seemed halfway between a Super Mario Brothers, frankly, that's mm-hmm. fair, and a Good Burger. Oh, oh! I think if you cross those two, and specifically if like think of the Mondo Burger set, yeah. like you cross those two aesthetics, you you wind up in Power Rangers the motion picture. I want to point out that is probably the most accurate combo <laughs> of this of the film. For sure, it's got it's it's definitely got both of those elements. Because Bulk and Skull are essentially Keenan and Kel. <laughs> <laughs> That's very interesting. Well, they start That's out a as very interesting thesis statement. <laughs> they start Justin. out as bullies in the show, but then they reform them because they're just they become comic relief. Well, then they become the, cops, even worse than bullies. Yeah. This is the weird thing about them as air quote bullies uh-huh. is that I never understood Bulk and Skull as bullies because they picked on five of the str- first off the smartest the most good looking yes one of them is an air quote nerd but eventually even he got muscles Billy and, <laughs> and also like very popular they decided to pick on the extremely very popular kids. Yeah, it like, sort of made sense f- when they picked on Billy at first, but then eventually Billy got like also like ripped. They were like referred to as bullies in the in like texts in yes. the in text and scrolls. <laughs> um, the ancient texts. The ancient but texts I, of Ranger lore. <laughs> but I would say they, they fit more into the sort of burnout role because I think yeah. making fun of the popular kids is is a very much burnout uh, you know. Trait. No, that's exactly what they are. They yeah. just, but there, there was a real kind of term for that. Yeah. It's easier for, I guess for them, it's like... They're a couple of John Benders. <laughs> yeah. They really are. Yeah. That's 100% true. Remember that part where Bulk grabbed Skull on the shoulder and said, Smoke up, Johnny! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I um I really uh, I I wish they had more to do in this movie. I agree. That's the yeah. Yeah, I definitely felt like some stuff was cut there. I I've again here's the weird thing. I am I'm more of a fan <laughs> of the Japanese stuff, obviously. Yeah. But I have a fondness for Power Rangers, and so I, how do you feel about this movie that is 100 not Japanese stuff? I will tell you. Yeah. <laughs> I did a recent revi- when I did my more recent revisit of the flick. Now that I've like just dived deep in the Japanese stuff. Yeah. Um, I've had a weird realization. One, it's I think I've buried it down to like kind of a couple levels. One, it's a weird movie. Yeah. Two, it's a okay but pretty good Power Ranger movie. Yeah. Three, it's a terrible Sentai movie. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the fact that like they're only really the Power Rangers twice, which is kind of a bummer. Like yeah. I kind of wish I saw more fight scenes with them in suit. Yeah. Um, and the final Zord monster battle kind of blows. Um, because the, the, I think that's because of the graphic like exactly. it just looks really bad well, yeah. also the way they read the way they recontextualize the design of the megazord i never understood the purpose of what they did i'll show you both a picture of what their megazord looked like in japan mm. um and i remember i even got that toy as a kid but i never understood the reinterpretation on the movie version it kind of made it look less interesting and more generic mm. um also yeah the cgi is terrible <laughs> <laughs> Real bad. It's not good. Um. Oh, also, uh, let me admit uh, publicly on this podcast that it wasn't until this viewing of the film, and then I Googled it afterwards, that I finally realized Angel Grove is not a real city in California. No. I thought it was. You just found out now. Yeah. Oh. Because I'm seeing it in this movie, and I'm like, where in California do we have fucking monorails? Well, this is shot (laughs) in Australia. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that one I read about, but I was like... Angel Grove, like, I was like, this place sounds great. I'd love to go to this city. That does bring me to, like, my favorite quote 
from the movie, please. Okay. Which is the um, the opening uh, text. <laughs> sure. I'm I'm going to read the first paragraph uh, in entirety right now. Centuries ago, a legendary interdimensional being known as Zordon came to the city of Angel Grove to establish a command center for his never-ending struggle against evil. Now, centuries ago, yeah. he came to the city of Angel Grove. Yeah. California, famously a city that has, a state that has, you know, American cities that existed centuries ago. Yeah. So what does this fucking mean? Like, <laughs> well, I to, to even build on what you're so uh, shocked and outraged about when they when they show the 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 place where Zordon lives. Where the hell is that in relation to Angel Grove? <laughs> yeah, like, is point. that in the center of town? And everyone's just point. like, we yeah. just don't go up there. It's in the quarry. <laughs> There's always a quarry. Yeah. There's quarry. Okay. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, well, because okay, and then to add on to all of that, they they specifically say that Ivan Ooze was buried underground there. Shut up! I don't like, even want to think about that. Millennia ago. Shut up! I don't want to think about that. I don't want to think about that. So Zordon comes to this place. Yes. That I guess Zordon knows will eventually be settled as Angel Grove. Sure. Right. Yeah. Because sure. it was not Angel Grove centuries ago. Clearly. Yeah. Um. A command center in his never-ending struggle against evil. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Does that does that mean? Did he come to this area because he knew that the teens that were destined to be the Power Rangers would eventually be there, or did this just seem like a good spot to to pitch a tent and fight evil? Um, well, huh. here's this is where again mm, this is where it gets weird, right? Yeah. Uh, in the very first episode of the actual show, yeah. Um, Zordon tells Alpha, find five. Uh, heroes to get become Power Rangers essentially yeah. I'm screwing up the quote but whatever sure. Power Rangers but <laughs> so that implies yeah. that he didn't know who it was going to be Yeah, and weirdly also all five of your chosen heroes happen to not only be around the same age also happen to live in the same area and all go to school together and are already friends Okay, so there's a convenience to <laughs> many of that um, so I so what had been he been doing for the centuries prior to that? See, it comes off to me as if he doesn't know, then he pitched a tent, <laughs> yeah, in Angel Grove or soon to be Angel Grove, yeah, and decided good enough. So, but if his if his quest was to just generically fight evil, yeah, then I have to take I got to take a big problem with Zarnon. Okay, because it seems like he was just kind of sat by while a genocide of indigenous people happened, and while this became California as we know it. Well, okay, I think more specifically, <laughs> well, asking like, yeah, yeah, not to be just like a fucking you know a classic Emily SJW about this. <laughs> no, no, no. What I mean is like. How did like if, if there's if there's an interdimensional being that fights evil here? How does that not reshape society? Well, he, he I mean fights, that's the specific way that I can think of. He fights galactic evil because mm. he comes from a different planet. The planet where Dulcia is, that's that's where is Dulcia the um the very obvious Xena knockoff. Yes. Okay. And she was great. I just want to say oh, she was fantastic. Big thumbs up to yeah. Dulcia. Um, you know she later showed up in a Jackie Chan movie. Did she? Mr. Nice Guy. Oh, oh. I've seen the movie. I, th- I have that movie over there. <laughs> She's the reporter. Ah. <laughs> so they they had some cut. This is part of the cut, like deleted stuff. Is that um, it was very clear that Zordon had he fought in some war that Dulcia was a part of. So that's why when they mentioned Zordon, that's to why Dulcia, she knows him. She's like, oh shit, you work for Zordon? Come on, I'm gonna give you the power. Yeah. Like that's. Wait, that's... what's the name? Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I think. See, Z- Amy Jo Johnson's right. <laughs> what I'm gonna say. What I'm gonna say. This is gonna bring it all back around. Zordon is like the doctor from Doctor Who, sure. except uh-huh. he, instead of him doing the adventures, he has to stay in his little tube. Yeah. So he has a robot that goes out. He sends canine out. Sure. Go find me some teens that'll solve the crimes for me. Also, he's stuck in a tube. He looks very much like what the wizard in Wizard of Oz. Yes. Which is intentional. Yeah. They've they've said that. That's where the Wizard of Oz aspect exactly. comes from. Well, Roger, and that's not even the only one. Roger yeah. I mean, Chill. I, <laughs> I think them having to go go to that other planet and you know get in touch with their animals or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I because the other thing that I really connected with was was the 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 one who got the frog, Adam. Oh my god, I was like, yeah, the frog. <laughs> I love that frog. Um, do you both have a 
if you had to pick a favorite ranger, I have to ask this question. Mm. If you have to pick a favorite ranger, who would it be, and why is it not Tommy? <laughs> also, don't pick Tommy. <laughs> I don't like Tommy that much, but please p- pick whoever you want, but not Tommy. <laughs> I think. I mean, for me, it's Adam. Yeah, it's that frog. Yeah, sure. And it's it's funny because I don't remember that, but just watching this movie, I was like, oh yeah, <laughs> there's that frog. That's my guy. <laughs> Um, as a kid, my favorite and the one like I wanted to be was definitely Trini, the Yellow Ranger, who's not in this movie because it's a different Yellow Ranger. Right, right, right. So mm-hmm. that threw me off. I was I was kind of surprised to see that. Um, I don't know. They're all. Can I, if you gotta, um, just pick one. They're all just like teens. You, you, you had Dulcia. Just... I think it was implied. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> well, I'm gonna pick Dulcia. That's to, an option. She has to pick one of the. She has to pick one of the the, the regular ones. Um, I mean, uh, the the it's a different Yellow Ranger, but she did. I did like the way she said styling when she jumped off the airplane. So I think I'm just gonna stick. I'm just go down the line. Stick with that Yellow Ranger, Aisha. Aisha. Yeah. 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 Boogie with the bear. Yeah. <laughs> Bears are cool. She say, she sells that T-shirt, by the way. Does she? She does sell That's that cool. yellow T-shirt. It says you know, Boogie with the Bear. That's pretty rad, actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'll buy that T-shirt. I, I also want to point out that, like, uh, in terms of the actors who play Bulk and Skull, mm-hmm. uh, Paul Shearer and Jason Narvey, I've got a chance to talk to both at various mm. conventions and they're some of the nicest people oh that's nice ever and i need to share one quick story that uh, justin before that who is your favorite power ranger oh it's adam okay <laughs> <laughs> agent representation yes but also he seems to want like i can relate to this guy yeah <laughs> um no here's this is a story that at a, uh there's a very very popular power ranger convention called power morphicon happens mm. every other year and i remember one year where uh, there was a photo obsession with Bulk and Skull mm-hmm. and Jason Harvey came in and he saw this big old line and he was like oh hey so uh, they, they just getting ready for the photo and he's realized like how long have you guys been waiting here I thought this doesn't start for another like another t- five ten minutes and everyone's like oh the schedule said now like an, an hour ago you guys have been waiting here for an hour <laughs> yeah oh my god I'll get Polly and he runs <laughs> <laughs> to find like oh no and so I heard like he, they were super apologetic Aww. and felt real bad about no 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 sorry sorry no I'll get no and they I think they even tried to cut some of the prices down a little Aww. bit for That's that nice but no yeah they consistently have been some of the nicest people I even heard like, there was a really great moment where a uh, mutual friend of ours Victor Perfecto uh, talked to him at uh, WonderCon last year mm. gave him some fan art he did and Paul Shaw actually took a side and went oh, no, no, let's talk and he talked to him for a good five straight minutes oh nice just very chatty and very you know understands his place hey i was a guy in a show you grew up with I'm not that huge but thanks for appreciating me and etc yeah. so yeah that's nice so i throw that those are two nice cool folks out yeah there. yeah yeah that's <laughs> nice. do we have any more thoughts on power rangers i think i'm good i think i'm good yeah we have a quorum <laughs> <laughs> all right uh back to dunstan checks in back to the ape yeah uh so uh this is where mrs dubrow uh, says something like, oh, since this is an important time for the hotel, you should fire someone. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Grant doesn't seem to really go for that. He's, he's he, not into this he's idea. He's hesitant. He's like, hey, yeah. uh, he's like, uh, he's like, oh my goodness, you know, uh, I don't want to do this. And she's like, oh yeah, I haven't fired someone in and she can't think of it. Well, let's, uh, let's pump the brakes there. Yeah, sure. Okay. She, there, she has a very, I would say, weird line read in this moment. Okay, yeah. Where she says, I haven't asked you to fire anybody. Like she says, any body, mm-hmm. not anybody. It's weird. That's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll agree. Since, and then he says Christmas. Yeah. She seems, I, th- I think she seems to, I don't know if she's faking that she doesn't remember that it was Christmas or that she doesn't care that it was Christmas. I think she genuinely doesn't remember and doesn't care. Okay. I think she just has it in her head that like firing someone is a special treat that she knows she can only ask of him every once in a while. Mm-hmm. And to her, it feels like it's been a long time. And also to but her, it feels like it's effective. Yes. Uh, which I I would say it's not. Yeah. I don't think that's how that works in, no. in most places of business. <laughs> when the when the big boss shows up and fires someone on a whim, Yeah. Uh, that doesn't really encourage everyone else. No. Uh, not good business practices. No. We've been finding, Justin, I'll tell you, we've been finding this hotel has not run very well. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For reals? Yeah. yeah. You know, it took me forever to watch this minute to realize, was she talking about six star? Oh, five star hotel. Yeah. Yes. The movie has created a scenario which there would be an extra star a given theoretical to. theoretical six star hotel, yeah. Yeah. Hence making it a 
amazing hotel. Mm. I get it. Now. Yeah. Right. That took the third viewing for me to watch this that minute ago. Oh. Hey, uh, <laughs> that's fine. I, 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 I hey, we fucking dropped you into the middle of this movie without context. Yeah. Like, I, I don't blame you. I feel like, I feel there are going to be some minutes that are just incomprehensible to our guests. There are going to be. <laughs> <laughs> Look. We've had what? Four guests on the show so far, and yeah. I would argue that every single one of them has watched an incomprehensible meta. Yeah, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's probably yeah, that's true. Um, and also, like, listen. To be fair, I think that was also true of guests on on Super Mario Brothers minute as well. But at well. least, I mean, do you ha- I think if being you dropped into Mario... a minute of a movie is is uh, it's you know it's it'll throw you off. Sure, I mean, especially if you haven't seen the movie. Yeah, and this is a film that not. A lot of people have seen it. And not say. a lot of people should see. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll go that far. Uh, so then this is where, uh, as we had previously seen yeah. in the previous minute, uh, that Mrs. Dubrow had bumped into someone, uh-huh. gotten their name, and set it into her tape recorder. Yes. So she says, oh, there was a um, clumsy clerk with a foreign-sounding name. Yeah. Now, first of all, Mrs. Dubrow, cool your jets. <laughs> She's really going out of her way to make this racist. Yeah. Um, so she hits play on her little tape recorder. It's yeah. her repeating the name Consuelo. Yeah. And then she hits stop and she says, she'll do. And then jets off. She's very bubbly and bouncy as she does oh, this. My Nothing goodness. makes her happy. Like having someone fired. Well, she's it, it, this, this is where Mr. Grant says, really, Mr. Brown, I'm not sure that's, and she just turns and says, just do it. And she like kicks up her leg as she turns on the door. She's like straight up dancing. Yeah. She's so glad that she gets to have someone fired yeah. today. Uh, so then this is where Mr. Dubrow, Victor Dubrow, yeah. comes in. Here it is. He says, by the way, there's a small child under your desk. Yeah. Great. He's I known love, all along. I love Victor Dubrow. <laughs> yeah. Victor Dubrow is just watching and waiting, and he will launch some information of at you. Of course you love Victor Dubrow, because he's an old man, and you're an old man kid. <laughs> <laughs> Victor Dubrow is the MVP of this movie. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Uh, I'll learn the actor's name soon. One day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then this is where it ends with, um, so Mr. Grant had been holding a paper. Uh, in the previous minute, he tried to offer it to Mr. Dubrow as a way of distracting them from his child under the desk. Yeah. But he's still holding it. He kind of holds it up to his mouth, bites at it. Let's really dig oh, yeah. in to the sensory experience of putting a Wall Street Journal into your into your gob. Mm-hmm. It's bad. It's got to be bad, right? It's got to be real bad. I don't think he's... I think he's... Like, really think of the texture and the smell and the ink transfer. The smell, I think, would be really bad. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, think about the amount of paper that's all rolled up. Yeah. Like, have you ever, in a frustration, ever put, or just out of curiosity, put paper in your mouth? Anybody here done that? Of course. Yeah. We've all done it. We've all eaten some paper as a joke in elementary school. But, like, how much? Like, one sheet? Perhaps uh, two. <laughs> I, as a joke, I have put a sheet of paper in my mouth. I want to say I'm going to go so far as within the last month, I, <laughs> I have right, put so, a sheet of paper in my mouth as a joke. Yes, so, I'm an adult, and I do adult things. Yeah, but now imagine that one sheet, but then like a bunch of it and rolled up. That's got to be real tough on the table. And, and, and I, newspaper I, paper is different from normal paper too, and worse. Say mm-hmm. is visually, I believe he's not. Teething the paper, he's using his lips. He's lipping it. He's lipping it. Yeah, he's, he's, he's doing a sort of lip, turtle gumming. Yes, turtle gumming the paper. <laughs> yeah, it's it's he he wants the sensory of biting down on something as if he's getting an amputation in olden times. Yeah, and he mm. needs to bite down on the leather strap. Yeah, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. what he's doing to this paper. But then he kind of just flings it and drops it on the ground, and it's the end of the minute. Yeah, it's it's really something. What a chitty, unsatisfying minute. <laughs> Well, at least this finishes. What a bad minute of a part, bad movie. This scene, yeah. What 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 we'll see will follow. Kind of uh, is less Dubrow heavy. Yeah. Uh, she really, I mean, Faye Dunaway. I can only presume because she had status at the time is is little, very little in the movie. Yeah. She's she's kind of like a featured player or something. Mm. Uh, yeah. Um, it's mostly about that ape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's mostly about that movie. ape. About that ape. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> So that's the, I'm to, sorry was kind of in it's, tune. It's to work the apology into the song parody. <laughs> uh, do you want to, Emily, at this time, announce God. your pick yes. for the pairing of the next minute? Minute? 
19. 19. We didn't say this was minute 18 at the start, and I'm sorry. Minute 19 of Dunstan Checks In, I feel it's best paired with a little movie called The Prestige. Whoa. What? Yeah. I don't, I don't think I'll see it coming, why it's paired with that. <laughs> uh, all right, so everyone should get ready and watch The Prestige. Yes. Uh, uh, Justin, do you want to say where people can find you online and everywhere else? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and... Uh, oh, jeez. Sorry. <laughs> you can find me on Instagram at uh, Justin Keys on... Uh, no, Justin Quiz on Instagram. It's funny, I haven't done my own plugs in a while because on our show, which I can plug right now, <laughs> Nothing New, a remake podcast... We don't plug anymore. We just, we never plug. It's pre-recorded. It's pre-recorded. And then when I do my live streams on that hashtag show.com, that's available on YouTube. See? See how I'm doing this? Yeah. <laughs> Professional. Uh, uh, good stuff. I, uh, my only plugs I ever say is you can find me on social media on Instagram at Justin Quiz and Twitter on just, at Justin Keys On. Uh, by the way, I'm, that's it. <laughs> that's, okay. Cool. That's short and sweet and to the point. Short uh, and sweet. And to the point, but I can drag it out with my skills because sometimes I start talking and I don't have a plan. Uh, so as Justin said, we have a podcast called Nothing New, a remake podcast. Uh, every month we talk about a, a, a remake, uh, a film that it's based on, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, January's episode was Welcome to Marwin. And Marwin Call. And Marwin Call. Uh, that was a doozy. Uh, and then uh, you can also find me on another podcast called It's On My List. Uh, it's on my list pod.com. Uh, that's every month. Uh, me and a, a group of five others sit down and we talk about movies that people say you have to say. And you say, oh, I haven't seen it. And they say, well, it's on my list. Well, there you go. That's the name of the show. Uh, our most recent episode was on Jaws. We found a person who had never seen Jaws. And it was actually the guy who designed our logo for that podcast. So it was a really, it was really nicely paired there. Uh, it was a lot of fun because uh, Cheryl also super loves Jaws. So it was a real, it was a real fun episode. I think everyone should check it out. Uh, it's on mylistpod.com. Loving Jaws, I wouldn't know anything about that. <laughs> no, not what. <laughs> Uh, and then uh, you can you should check out two a- episodes on it. <laughs> yeah, we did four hours on Jaws when you, we were doing this film so show. You were going to need a bigger podcast. Shut up, you <laughs> fucking idiot, you dickhead. <laughs> uh, and of course, you should check out all the other shows on the Benvy Network, BenvyNetwork.com. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Podcaster Andrew. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and Twitch at Very Cool Emily. I stream thrice a week. Some of those times I'm streaming them with uh, this little chumler over here. Yeah, yeah. that's me. That would, that would be Andrew, not Justin. Yeah, <laughs> we play a video game. I hope chumler is. I don't think that's a word. I yeah. hope that it, if it is, it is a word. It's not an offensive one. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll do some searching and bleep it. If it is. <laughs> um. <laughs> We uh we up to a certain point played Fallout seventy six because that's a bad trash game. We're try- probably gonna play something else soon. I might force you to play it one more time. Oh, one more time. Um, so check that out. Twitch.tv slash very cool Emily. Uh, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and then either Friday or Saturday, Friday or Saturday, depending on my schedule. I'm so tired, everybody. Here's a here's a plug angle for you. I'm just going to go back and dip into one of your plugs and revive it for a second. Okay. If you listened to this episode and thought, hey, this would be great if, if there was no Emily here. This is great except for Emily. Listen to nothing new. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess. That's an angle. I thought you were going to... Oh, gonna... someone has activated my Amazon device. <laughs> oh, great. I thought you were going to uh, dip all the way back in time and recommend the nothing new episode that had you. Oh, no. The Certainly eight, not. The if you like this episode all together maybe check that out <laughs> yeah I, that was like over a year ago whenever yeah. uh, that new apes movie came yeah that was, that was over god someone on a podcast recently it was nick weiger on doughboy yes. said that that movie was good recently mm-hmm. and hey nick you're wrong <laughs> this is a podcast a podcast call out i mean he'll never hear it but still um, what what's our patreon patreon busted free <laughs> But it took him till he was 63. You can also find us on Twitter at Majestic Hotel and Y and on Instagram, Dunstan Checksman. I think podcasting gets me more loopy than marijuana does. Oh, <laughs> podcasting think, is your drug of I choice. Think podcasting is a stronger drug. 
you can also find us on any of your podcast apps. But on Apple Podcasts, go ahead and rate us five stars. And in the body of your review, are you gonna you're gonna do one? Yeah, I'm taking it. You said you were tired of it, so yeah, I'm gonna take it, it on. Uh, in the body of your review, uh, just say just by color only your favorite Power Ranger. Okay. <laughs> That's all you have to you just write the one color. That's a lot simpler than a lot of my assignments for the review. Well, and then last week, mine last week was much more complicated as well. So I yeah. wanted to go real simple. Nice. Uh, so, of course, five stars. And then just all you got to do is write just the color of your favorite Power Ranger. Nice. Uh, so thank you, Justin, for being here. Thanks for having me. Uh, and I guess until next week, we're checking out. Beep. I don't know why. To all who come to this happy podcast, welcome. Nothing new is something new. That great poets imitate and improve. Where our small ones steal and spoil. Hi, I'm Andrew. And I'm Justin. And if it wasn't readily apparent at that, we're huge nerds about remakes. That's why we're doing the Nothing New Podcast. Once a month, we'll sit down and talk about a remake in detail and its original, covering them in whatever order they come out, from Wizard of Oz to It and beyond. They're remaking Stuart Gordon's 1986 sci-fi horror classic from beyond? Oh, no. Not yet. Oh, that's going to be a long time coming. Anyway, if that sounds up your alley, come join Justin and I, and maybe a guest or two, to explore the wonderful world of remakes, film by film. Remakes have been done forever. People talk about Scarface don't even know that was a remake. Oh, nicely said. Don't thank me. Thank Antoine Fuqua. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at BenviewNetwork.com.